Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, AKA your friendly neighborhood fangirl. It is the end of 2018. It lasted for so long and some months, other months just went by in a fury and 2019 is right around the corner. And so this is my last episode of the year and I'm going out with a bang, uh, talking about obviously the Avengers Endgame trailer that came out and just rocked our worlds. I was at work at 5 a.m. and screamed so loud that people thought somebody died but that's nothing new with me ever. But I'm not alone to talk about this and diving into Into the Spider-Verse, Star Wars news, nerd news, just recapping this year. And I have a very special guest with me. Joining the Fangirl Forum today is, oh man, you know her, you love her as the Porg Queen of Twitter, Mamma Mia to Stan and all around amazing person give it up for producer host of et online ash crossing thanks so much for having me we have our wine i'm ready to go oh my gosh <clears throat> yes this has been a long time in the making but i'm so happy that yes. we finally were able to make we've this had happen. a lot of misses where we almost made this happen and then it couldn't yeah but now i'm here now we're here <laughs> we're doing this the best for last exactly hey you know what going out with a bang well, okay, before we get into stuff going on in the world of fandom, most of you who follow Ash know that she is a fan of many things, but one thing that she's a fan of that I don't understand is gritty. Oh, man. And now that you're here, please explain to me <laughs> who is gritty, what's the obsession, I have to know. Gritty's a daddy, first of all. So, <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team Okay. didn't have a mascot. They also have like a weird team. We're just the Flyers because okay. Philly, I don't know, where we fly across the ice. <laughs> so this year, they randomly decided after so much time to just debut this insane looking mascot. Mm -hmm. And it was like the best 12 hours of my life on Twitter, watching people go from, oh my gosh, what the hell is this? Mm -hmm. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen to 12 hours later being like, this is the best, most memeable Thing that has happened in our life. Uh, it was just a wonderful day. Mm -hmm. And I just love Gritty so much and everything he does. He's so ridiculous. Like, what were they thinking? Did they know it was a joke? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I get it. We like, have no explanation for Gritty. We have no answers. So they what, just dropped this mascot and we're like, what? And, okay, so you've said that he's the most, like, memeable yeah. mascot out there. What have been the best Gritty memes that you've seen so far? Uh, well, Gritty memes himself a lot. So, when, like, okay. on Halloween, he was making all these, like, inserting himself into a lot of Halloween posters. But uh -huh. probably my favorite thing that happened was, like, Grit it was Gritty's first day on the job, and he <laughs> steps out of the ice, and he falls, like, immediately. <laughs> it was just like, oh, it's your first day. Oh man, that that's a sign. It. That's a sign for what's to come. Just but. eats it. It's so great. That's amazing. <clears throat> and he's just orange. He's just this thing. Yeah. And he's just around. I dressed up as Gritty for Halloween. Nice. Yeah. Um, I just wore an orange wig and like googly glasses and a Flyers jersey. And that's all you need. Yeah. I love it. I don't know. He's just like a hairy being. That's daddy. a daddy. That's a daddy. <laughs> you have recognized so many daddies yes. on Twitter. Like Hot Jafar. Hot Jafar. Is definitely a daddy. The daddiest Gritty. daddy. Yes. Uh, today was just, uh, my Twitter feed was just filled of, with like, oh yeah, so, but Hot Jafar, he's going <coughs> to be the one to come out on top. I don't want to see him lose in this Aladdin movie. Yeah. So I got a text today from a, from a friend. I won't say who it is. Mm -hmm. Another journalist who just said, this has got to stop. My whole feed is daddy this and daddy that. This is a, <laughs> this is a nightmare. Please persuade people to go back to Porgs. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's... That's great. Uh, but you know Jafar, like when you're watching, when you were watching Aladdin as a kid, mm -hmm. you get this like really creepy vibe from Jafar because he's like clearly like hating on Jasmine kind of Absolutely. because he wants to marry her so he can yeah. be sultan and then she kisses him and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay. It's like, all right. I hope they make out. Yeah. I hope she goes with him. I just saw a, a tweet from somebody like, <coughs> it was a conversation in that uh, throne room scene of like Hot Jafar 
Jasmine, pick me. And she's like, okay. And Aladdin's like, what the heck? And then Jafar is, Aladdin, you too. And then the gif goes of him like thinking about it and then being like, yeah, let's do this. The thing is, I think uh, Mina Masood, who plays Aladdin, mm-hmm. is super hot. Yeah. But the way they kind of dress him, like... He comes off a little boyish. Yeah. Where Jafar comes off very sexy. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost like Team Jafar in this movie. I, like Jafar is hotter than Aladdin. I get it. Like they have layered him up with so much clothing that it's like, did you watch the animated movie? He's living off the streets. He doesn't have much to work with. He has a, a tiny woman's purple vest, I'm yes. pretty sure, oh, yeah. that he found. Uh, maybe a child's vest. Probably a child. And then his, his, his harem pants. That's, that's all he needed, yeah. but apparently in this live action when he needs more. Lots of clothes. And Jasmine has plenty of costume changes. Oh, yeah. I'm into that, though. Yeah, she looks great. Naomi Scott, who she was also in Power Rangers, right? Yes. And she's going to be in um, Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels. Which I'm I'm looking forward to seeing like what this year holds for her, because I think she's great. She's awesome. And I loved her in Power Rangers. Like mm-hmm. that, movie, that movie let her down, because yes. she's amazing. Yeah, I, I actually... They gave like, her wedges. They put her in wedges. Yeah. In the Power Rangers suit. They can't Why? run around. That's not practical. No. That whole movie is... I watched it on a plane ride, and I couldn't help but just laugh at certain stuff, especially Elizabeth Banks, which... It's interesting. She's working with her again for Charlie's Angels. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So... I wonder what the pitch was to be like, it's not going to be like Power Rangers, I swear. Yeah, I'm directing it this time. Yeah, I don't know. I love Elizabeth Manx, though. And I love Kristen Stewart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that on ET Live today. Yeah. Like, you are a huge uh, K-Stew, K-Fan. Yeah. I think think she didn't have a lot to work with there in Twilight. No. Um, I also think she didn't like Twilight that much. Probably not. Obviously, like, her personal life was, like, all over the place because of that movie and then she like made out with that director and there was this whole scandal and then she had to finish the franchise Mm -hmm. anyway if you watch her in like any other movie other than twilight you're like oh wait this is like an amazing actress Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about robert pattinson most of his stuff outside of twilight and even i mean harry potter he was just a teenager in that movie fine but some of his indie stuff that he's done i'm like oh yeah you you get hired for reasons yeah we'll see how that turns out I know. I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a lot uh, next year, but we will get into all of those later. Okay. Because first we have to talk about Avengers Endgame, which we haven't even really talked about your thoughts on Infinity no. War. What did you think of Infinity War a few months ago? Expectations for trailer, or for this Avengers 4 trailer, and then what are your thoughts on it? Okay, so when Infinity War came out, I think it's, like, the most mind-blowing movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. For a, a couple reasons. Like, they gave pretty much every person their own contained arc that made sense. It wasn't like Love Actually, where you're just on the surface level. I really hate Love yeah. Actually. Um, but they gave everyone this, like, really concise, good storyline. And then they still, like... Just the fact that they pulled off that movie is mm-hmm. so impressive. And it's, like, two and a half hours long, right? It's, like, the longest movie of all time. Yeah. But it feels like it's, like, an hour and a half long every time yeah. I watch it. Because it's, like, a, it's a really good plane movie now. Well, of course, yeah. see it in the theaters first. Obviously. But if you are on a plane and it's available, it's a great plane movie. Mm-hmm. It just makes the time fly by. They use, like, the time stone in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, like, comparing it to the other Marvel movies, mm-hmm. it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. I think it's, like... The most impressive. Okay. But, like, if I was going to watch any Marvel movie over and over again, it would be, like, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And I, I like all the origins, or, or not origin stories, because Ragnarok's obviously not, but it kind of feels like it, because mm-hmm. it's, like, the renaissance of Thor. It's, like, a yeah. whole different thing. Um, and I like the really weird ones. Like, I love Doctor Strange. Oh, I love Doctor Strange. I'm so excited that Scott's coming back for yes. Doctor Strange, too. Yeah. Thank goodness. Finally. And then... Leading up to Endgame, I mean, the part that annoyed me most, and I've talked about this, is, like, just the fact that everybody... So, the rollout for the title was so crazy to me. Yeah. Because they, like, released that picture where they're like, look hard, and people were like, oh, it's Endgame. Mm -hmm. And then Mike Ryan from Uproxx did that interview with the Russo brothers where he's like, do do they say the title in um, Infinity Infinity War? War?" And they say no. But then Doctor Strange definitely says Endgame in Infinity War. 
so everybody lines in the movie so everybody had like guessed infinity war and then rolled it out and then it ended up being the title and i was like why don't you just tell us it's the title or do the little dance where you're like i don't know Mm -hmm. it could be spoken in the movie i don't know that annoyed me a little bit i know there was a rumor that it was annihilation for the longest time and they were like hyping it up and then they were like oh why did we hype that up we should have let it out sooner because it's not going to be as impressive and i think like within like two weeks they decided oh we're gonna go with endgame now and <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad it wasn't annihilation just because there's a movie called annihilation yeah. and i feel like it's it's not confusing to us but my mom would be like wait what mm-hmm. that's what i call the mom test um oh absolutely when i call my mom and i'm like do you understand this and if she says no i'm like i gotta explain this better mm-hmm. so yeah the, the title thing was a little bit of like a like who cares but the actual trailer itself I loved. It was super somber. Um, what I don't love, Captain America now has no beard, and I just adjusted to him with yeah, facial hair. Who was a daddy, and now he is no longer a daddy. Still kind of a daddy. So, what qualifies for a character to be a daddy? Does he have to have like facial hair? Like, yeah. What are your qualifications for daddy status? Um, I feel like daddy status is like you know when you were like maybe in high school and mm-hmm. you went over a friend's house and you realized they had a hot dad mm-hmm. that's like a daddy where you're like oh like mm-hmm. they're probably someone's dad they have dad qualities got it usually like a beard probably maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of a dad bod yeah um but then you're like wait they're really hot though mm-hmm. that's a daddy got it they're like yeah. pretty attainable but but still yeah had some kids along the way <laughs> yeah exactly captain america is now beardless he's again. now beardless Scott Lang's going to save the day, I guess. How does he get out of the quantum realm? I was kind of hoping because the Captain Marvel trailer had come out like a couple of days before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are they teeing up the Captain Marvel trailer to maybe put a little bit of a hint towards Mm -hmm. her in the Endgame trailer? Yeah. But no. I was kind of expecting her to show up in that trailer more than I was expecting Scott Lang to show up. Agreed. I thought they would maybe do like the Avengers Endgame title and then Mm -hmm. cut to maybe... You don't even need to shower. Just, like, her hands picking up the pager. Yeah. That would have... But I think they're saving that for, like, a post-credit scene in uh, Captain Marvel. Mm. Like, I feel like one of the... Either the mid-credit or post-credit scene in Captain Marvel is her picking up the pager. like Or getting the message from uh, Nick Fury. That's a very good theory. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on board with that. I loved uh, the Endgame trailer. I... I, it amazed me, and, like, within 20 seconds, it hit on so many arcs of Iron Man's story from, mm. like, phase one to this point, and I got really emotional. I'm like, this is the this is the end for him, which I, I'm mentally preparing for Tony Stark to die in this movie. He's been my ride or die for forever now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I thought they did... They started it on a really somber, good note, and it carried through, like, to see... This is where we're at after Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we only saw the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Which is showing us as much as we need to get hyped about it, but showing us nothing. And that's what Marvel is so good at with their trailers. So I commend them for that. I love seeing Scott at the end because I love Ant-Man. And, yeah, my biggest question was, like, WTF? We just saw him in the quantum realm. How did he get out? How did he get out? Somebody said, and, like, I 100% don't think this is the case, but it just made me really excited. So when they have that shot of, like, Tony's ship from Mm -hmm. the bottom, somebody was like, what if that's actually Valkyrie on her Pegasus? But they just made you believe that that was Tony's ship. And I was, like, sitting there, like, squinting at it, Mm -hmm. being like, could it be? Mm -hmm. But I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it's not, but that would be amazing. It would be really amazing. And, yeah, that was another question I had out of Infinity War. Wait a second. Where was Valkyrie in all of this? Are we going to see her in Endgame? I'm certainly hoping for her to, like, show up during, like, one of the battles. She has to, right? Yeah. She has to. I I think so. Like, they need all the help. We have half the people gone. We need the half that weren't in the movie to show up. Yeah, which apparently... Okay, so I went to the Q&A with the the Collider hosted with the Russo brothers. Yeah. And they said that even the half that survived, like, Thanos' initial attack, like, half of those people also died, too, in the snap. Oh. So, like... I guess that makes sense. They're just, like, crumbling in numbers, but I would have to believe Valkyrie and Korg are okay out of that. Yeah, I feel like somebody said that at some point. Mm-hmm. Tiger or somebody was like, oh, yeah, they survived. I don't know. 
Some like because that was the biggest question out of Infinity War was like, wait, what about all these other characters yeah. we didn't see in the movie who lived, who survived, whatever? Oh, and like Mike Rougeau from Gamespot pointed this out when mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo is looking at the screens and is showing all the deceased people. Shuri pops up for a second. All right, see, everyone is on the camp that Shuri has dusted. Yeah, I honestly don't think that's the case. Like, I don't think so either because Scott Lang was also up there so clearly like it's just missing people like oh, because it, it looks or like keeping track of who they know around and I because we didn't see the status or whatever of her maybe she's running stuff in Wakanda right now because but they definitely think Scott Lang is dead because he's gone well, they didn't so makes know sense. that, though. Like, they weren't keeping up with Ant-Man when Infinity War stuff was going on. So yeah. they just assumed they couldn't get in contact with him. But he was just in the quantum realm. So then that's why it's like, yo, what the heck? Why is he here? Yeah. Like, is this older footage? You've heard the rumors. Like, they're going to mess with time, right? Yeah. I've heard, like, a lot of theories. And I don't, I don't have it completely mapped out in my own head, but... They're going to go back through, like, pretty much every battle and, like, mm-hmm. fix things about it. Yeah. Which, so when they when the Infinity War trailer came out, mm-hmm. they had that shot of them all running on Wakanda, I think. Yes. And Hulk is hulked out. Yes. Is it possible that that's a shot from Avengers 4? Because Ooh. he doesn't hulk out. That would be awesome if that's the like case. Like, maybe they redo it, go back in time, and then now... And then that's why Hulk is... Bruce Banner figures out how to... Hulk out. Yeah. Get get a hold of himself. Seriously. That would be really great use of, like, misdirect if that were the case. Because, like, did you see uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet? No. Oh, man. So there is this scene. It's the mid-credit scene that this little girl... Which, in the trailer, it shows ralph in an app game and he's messing with this game and he makes this bunny explode and the girl oh, is traumatized yeah. by it so the beginning of that scene is the mom is asking the little girl oh what do you think of the movie well there was a scene in the trailer that didn't show up in the movie so i don't know and then it proceeds to play out that scene that was in the trailer of her playing the app game mm. and it happened so, I like that how Disney was, like, nodding to that because, like, oh, yeah, we're aware that we do that a lot. Well, Star Wars is, like, the worst culprit of that. Seriously, though. Because we do all these, like, we dissect all the trailers and we're mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, none of that was in the movie. Yeah. Rogue One especially. That was, oh my like, God. half of that trailer. Like, they didn't movies. even run on the beach. That no. didn't even happen. No. Heck, her coming out and then I think it was supposed to happen. Her. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> In the original cut of that movie. But I gotta say, like, with how they ended up doing Rogue One, it ended up working well, but the trailers definitely... Yeah, I when I first saw Rogue One, I thought it was a mess. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, like, the more I rewatch the movie, the more I think it's one of the best Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. especially of the new era. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. But overall, you like the Endgame trailer. Mm-hmm. Um what are you looking forward to most of the Marvel movies coming out next year? Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel. I think I'm most excited for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I really like Brie Larson. I really want that like female superhero one. I know the trailer kind of came off as very like, we've seen all of that mm-hmm. story bef- done before. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just like the way that, you know, she's clearly like from another time and has to discover mm-hmm. all of that. I think that's cool. And just the whole, like, Air Force aspect of it is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Actually, something that the Russo said recently that really struck me is that the way you get a job at Marvel is you pitch them a story that they haven't heard before, and you keep them guessing. And that ha- that makes me wonder, like, what did these directors come in and pitch for Captain Marvel to be like, this is something you've never heard before with an origin story. Mm-hmm. That makes them stand out. And that has me really excited because this is the first female-led superhero movie or solo. By herself. Yeah, by herself. herself That is going to dive into, like, tapping into figuring out who she is and why she doesn't remember these things and connecting all the pieces. And I have to wonder what is that twist that, like, makes it so unique that they were the only picks for this you know yeah and to bring her in like this kind of late in the game like there has Mm -hmm. to be something there end game like i'm excited about it but i just i think about how much of a nightmare it's gonna be Mm -hmm. like people are gonna see this 
especially the press. They're going to see it early. Oh, yeah. A couple days early, probably. They're probably not going to. And there's going to be someone that's, like, writing all these spoiler articles and posting them and just ruining everybody's life. And then everything's going to be everywhere. And we have to avoid it and dodge everything. And everyone's Mm going to get mad at each other. I just want to know what happens. Yeah. I Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to, like, dodging everything on social media. Which is what I feel like I have to do with most of these event movies Mm -hmm. is... All right, I got to be off the grid until I see it myself, and then I can subject myself to the spoiler realm. Because there's a game about it, right? It's like the day it comes out is the day that everybody posts their spoiler stuff. Yes. And they do it because they want to beat the rush. But really, like, I don't know, me and uh, Jermaine Lucier talk about this all the time. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's, wouldn't you rather just wait till the, over the weekend? Yeah. Like, I would rather wait till Monday and have the filmmakers be happy, have the fans be happy, mm-hmm. and put out good content, then be like, oh, like, let me just do... Let's go ahead and just... End like, credit scene explained the morning the movie comes out. Yeah. It frustrates me. The whole game frustrates me, even though I'm part of it. You are a part of it, and you're the one of the good ones in it, so appreciate all the Thank hard you. work in that, <laughs> even though, yes, you end up spoiling stuff for people but people are also i'm very careful about it yeah if you click on my stuff you know it's gonna be in there like you're Mm -hmm. you're actively clicking on it because i'm like putting spoiler in the headline and stuff of course i'm not gonna be like can you believe that blah blah tom hanks is in avengers infinity war did you catch that cameo yeah did you catch that cameo that i'm gonna spoil for you in the headline (laughs) seriously but one thing we can spoil and talk about, because it's been out for a few days, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. This, I want you to just, like, let all of it out right this now. This is, okay, Into the Spider-Verse, I knew it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw those trailers and stuff, and I was like, this is a really beautiful animation. It's going to be really exciting. Like, mm-hmm. we haven't seen Miles Morales before. It blew my mind on so many levels. It's my favorite movie of the year. Not just my favorite animated, not just my favorite superhero or whatever. Yeah. Because people are trying to put it in all these boxes. It's my favorite movie of the year from start to finish. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no, I have no issues with it. Except for the fact that like, maybe a little bit at the very end in the big boss battle, I'm like, this is like a little bit of an assault on my eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Other than that, perfect. The perfect movie. I don't know. We've seen so many iterations of Spider-Man, so many Spider-Man movies and stories, and, like, the game came out this year. There was just so much going on with Spider-Man. Yeah. And then they had the nerve to put out the another perfect Spider-Man story that was completely different from the other ones. Ugh. And it's so funny. And the soundtrack, there's two soundtracks. There's, like, mm-hmm. the actual soundtrack, and then there's the, the score album. Mm-hmm. They're both perfect. I listen to them constantly. There's a million cameos in that movie. There's an end credit scene. There's a mid-credit thing. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just perfect. Did you love it? I absolutely loved it. So I saw it Monday night. I got off work and I was like, I need to see this movie. Went to the theater by myself. And I was smiling from start to finish. Like, there was no scene wasted. The pace was perfect. Soundtrack-wise, I've been listening to it as well, like, for the past day now. And I'm like, oh, that's incredible. That what is, so what's, what's the song when he's on the skyscraper and like kind of becomes oh is that uh, what's up danger yes okay yeah that song is the best that song is incredible and just the animation is beautiful the cameos are great i love that it i said it the other day on facebook and i'm pretty i'm still like trying to process this but the fact that there are two animated superhero movies that do more for the genre than most live action movies Mm -hmm. do and it's blowing my mind like lego batman i absolutely love and it taps into the core of who batman is while being hilarious and heartfelt and then you see the same thing in this movie i'm like how do they keep hitting yeah. it out of the park like this? And for that to be the first, you know, Marvel character movie since Stan Lee died, and mm-hmm. it felt like just the perfect homage to him, just His the whole scene message. Alone yes, was I got choked up over, and even the to the dedication to him and Steve Ditko at the very end. Yeah, it. I knew they would have been really proud of this movie. Yeah, just that whole anyone can wear the mask theme throughout the the movie is so was so awesome it's like it was the best version of spider-man that i've seen absolutely 
I just can't get over it and I can't wait to watch it more like over the holiday break. Yeah. Because like I just need everybody in my life to see this movie. Yeah. And, and get it. Without a Star Wars movie this year, I'm like, I'm so glad we have this mm-hmm. to be the movie that I'm gonna see like six times. I've seen yeah. it twice already. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it to come out on home video though, because oh, I wanna yeah. pause it like every five seconds and dissect everything in the background. Because mm-hmm. when they're in that like other that Miles Morales dimension, mm-hmm. everything in the background is hysterical. Yes. Like water polo is like the biggest sport there. Steph Curry's a golfer. They have like the blue, uh, the red man group instead of the blue man group. Mm-hmm. Red X instead of, the, oh, it's great. The Shaun of the Dead movie is from Dust Till Shaun. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I could, like, I was trying to, like, look for every single thing I could, but you just can't because it's just so overwhelming. There's so much happening. And even the dialogue was fantastic. Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. Mm hmm. Some of the best casting. Like, I just saw so much Nick Miller happening that I would believe that this is what would happen to Peter Parker when he and Mary Jane get a divorce and he's trying to figure out his life. He would turn into Nick Miller. I love that version, too. And, like, my favorite thing, I'm guessing, was we're kind of talking spoilers. Oh, absolutely. When Spider-Ham at the very end is like, that's all, folks. And they're like, can he say that? (laughs) Like, legally? Yeah. (laughs) It's like the best. That, yeah, that was so, so tongue-in-cheek perfectness right there that I couldn't get over that. Also, Nick Cage. Was as- great. And they, I liked how they used them not too much, just mm-hmm. enough where you're just like, oh, I want more of that. That was really mm-hmm. funny because they're a little bit ridiculous, but oh, yeah. the way they were used, I was just like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Spider-Man Noir with the freaking Rubik's Cube. Cube. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Is this purple? No. I really loved this movie, and I can't wait to see what they do. They've already announced sequels. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't know, like officially, officially, but they're just like you know those like Hollywood Reporter variety articles yeah. that are like sequels and spinoffs in the works. And mm-hmm. I mean, you could see it when you were watching it. They're like, oh, there's so many directions they could go mm-hmm. with this. Heck, even the last scene when it seemed like Gwen was reaching out yeah. to Miles. So it's like, oh, okay, they're clearly setting up like a sequel there that they're going on their own adventure. But then there's talk of her having her own spinoff series with like Spider-Woman <laughs> and Silk happening, which is awesome as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and for me, like, you know, I know Spider-Man really well. I know Peter Parker really well. Mm-hmm. Miles Morales a little bit. Um, but the whole Spider-Verse thing was a little bit of new territory for me. Yeah. And that was like the way it's done in a way where you you don't have to know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I thought Spider-Ham was made up for this movie. I didn't know that Spider-Ham had like, this like crazy long run in I Marvel history. I thought it was history. a gag from the Simpsons movie like Spider-Pig <laughs> when Homer is turned his pig like Spider-Pig? Spider-Pig. Yeah. yeah like, I thought that was the <coughs> joke from it but no he has like lore in the Spider-Verse which yep, is insane. Yep like a totally real thing. But I just feel like, yeah, for anybody that's been like, oh, I don't know anything about Spider-Gwen or whatever. How does this work? Mm-hmm. You don't have to know any of that. It's amazing. It's so good. And I'm happy that that is definitely one of the holiday movies I get to rewatch over and over yep. again. But you know what I did rewatch a year ago, six times in the theater? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi! <laughs> Can you believe it's only been a year of hearing everyone complain about The Last Jedi? It feels like a lifetime ago, but only a year. Has your opinion of The Last Jedi changed in the course of a year? What are you still thinking about the movie? Uh, yeah. I think... Um, you are th- the resident pork. I think here. I would rewatch The Last Jedi more if I wasn't exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that people just went in... Like, if I even mentioned it on Twitter, like, it was, mm-hmm. like, at least three people in my comments being like, it's awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I-, I don't care. So I think it, like, deterred me from rewatching it as much as I would have over the last year. Mm-hmm. I saw it a lot, granted, um, but not as much as The Force Awakens. I saw The Force yeah. Awakens, like, six or seven times in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think I only saw The Last Jedi four times. Mm-hmm. So as much as I love The Last Jedi, I think it's the best of the new era, mm-hmm. I, I think The Force Awakens is more rewatchable. Like, I could watch yeah. The Force Awakens, like, any day, any time. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, I'm like, okay, I gotta... See. I, I felt this way about Empire Strikes Back, though. Mm-hmm. I thought Empire Strikes Back was uh, the best movie, but not my favorite. Yeah. And I could put on A New Hope any day I wanted, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel about TFA versus The Last Jedi. Uh, but I still love it. Yeah. 
I'd say the same thing about rewatchability with The Force Awakens. That's definitely a movie that it's very easy to put on and just kind of zone out and enjoy it. Like, because there, it is more lighthearted. It's fun, and you're re-entering that world again. Whereas, like, The Last Jedi definitely goes in a much like darker new direction, which I really responded to and loved about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't rewatched it as much when it came out on like home release right. than when I did with the Force Awakens. But yeah, I still say it's my f- the best one of the new ones. Yeah, and I think I also think the Force Awakens moves in like this very linear pace where it's like mm-hmm. very easy to watch. Yeah, whereas the Last Jedi jumps around a lot, mm-hmm. and which is fine. But just in terms of rewatchability, I'm like, oh, I'd rather just look over and be like, oh, like last night you'd look over and be like, oh, we're here now. Oh, oh whoops. Yeah. Or you look over one way and then like, oh yeah, we're in Canto Bight now and then, oh, we're back training uh, with Luke and yeah, the pacing of it, but I still love it. And I still love it. Solo I, I haven't rewatched at all. I only saw that once in the theater. I saw it once too. Um, I saw it once. Yeah. It's I, such a bummer. It is. It was fine. Yeah. Do you think that we would have received it better if it came out at Christmas? Yes, I do. I think that, like, I know I know people have so many different opinions about Star Wars fatigue mm-hmm. when that came out, but I think it was so real in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also think the issue was, like, it seemed very obvious to me that there was, like, an internal Disney marketing struggle there. Mm-hmm. And because it seemed like they were so focused on... Because they want to focus on one of their projects at a time. And they all, like, mm-hmm. they control all of that. So it's like, they were pushing Infinity War so hard. Mm-hmm. Infinity War comes out, and then they're like, okay, now we have Solo coming out in a week. And it just felt like there was no time between Infinity War and Solo to really take care of it. And, like, if I would have asked, like, I, like the mom test, if I was like, Mom, mm-hmm. what's the Star Wars movie that's coming out? She'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it wasn't everywhere. Like, yeah. Like, TFA and TLJ were. I went to see Solo with uh, my uncles who are, like, original Star Wars fans, and that's how I kind of gauge, like, what they think about things moving forward. Without them, they're not in the fandom, but they're true fans of it, so I always, like, gauge what they think about it. And we saw it together. They really enjoyed it, and it felt like Star Wars to them, but it wasn't any, it wasn't, like, an immediate, like, we have to go see this again in the theater kind of response, and they were (coughs) fine with it, and that's my kind of take on it as yeah well. i agree with that i was like oh i can't wait to see this again i was just like okay like that was good that was good and it, it also was just a reminder to me i i'm not the biggest fan of the prequels but rogue one and solo are they're evidence to me that this is the level of prequel i could have gotten in i could have received with the prequels and never got so i think disney is doing something right i mm-hmm. guess and that regards as far as like quality and story whereas like George Lucas he's the wealthiest celebrity in America of this year but I, he's a great storyteller but his execution wasn't I there. think the best I agree I think he's really brilliant but um, mm-hmm. maybe shouldn't be the director yeah that's how I always felt about it but um, when he collaborates with people I think he does much better but when he's too hands on that's when things get like crazy yeah I, I agree with that I'm like I, I'm of the mind of like, and like, congrats if you love the prequels the entire time. But I went, I was like really into them, and then I really fell off them, and mm-hmm. now I'm like starting to see what makes them good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the story points are there, and like what he's trying to tell. And yeah, I when they were first coming out, I loved them because I'm like, oh, Star Wars, this is a thing. This is really cool. And then I revisited them a few years later. I'm like. Oh, this is Star Wars. That's okay. yeah. That's yeah. what I went through, and now it's like yeah, it's like of the mind, and it's weird now because it was like very popular to hate on the prequels. Yeah, and then suddenly I felt like this weird shift over the past couple of years, where it's like mm-hmm. if you were like, oh, I hate that movie, people get really mad, mm-hmm. and they love to defend the prequels. So I don't know. I try to see, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just. It's very confusing Renaissance that just felt like it came out of nowhere yeah it's well i think it's just the shakeup of like now that we have star wars like actively like now that it's not on. the last star wars that we'll we'll ever get yeah <laughs> now it's like oh we can revisit this and think like maybe it wasn't so bad or whatever mm-hmm. or it's like 
anything new that comes out is like, well, it wasn't as good as the prequels or whatever. You're like, whoa, 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 hold up. Yeah. Where, where are we going with this? You know. But I, I, with the new Star Wars movies, it kind of feels like we're just watching like this trial and error unfold. Mm-hmm. We're like with Solo and Rogue One. I thought they were great, mm-hmm. but I always said this like. How much better would they be if they did a 10-episode series mm-hmm. on, you know, like an HBO type of true detective type thing? Yeah. And that's what I wanted them to do with Obi-Wan, and that's what they should do. They should do a Ewan McGregor 10-episode thing about, which I feel like they're going to, I after like the Mandalorian, that. and mm-hmm. we're getting the Cassian thing. Mm-hmm. Don't you think we're getting an Obi-Wan I, I series? Think, like- if they're not doing the Obi-Wan movie, the Obi-Wan series is going to be announced at Celebration. I feel like that's the perfect place yeah. to just launch that news. And Bob Iger was like, oh, we're slowing down on the movies or whatever. So they're probably going to do the main saga stuff mm-hmm. and then focus on the Disney Plus TV stuff. Yeah. Because The Mandalorian looks amazing. It looks so good. Everything that comes out about The Mandalorian, I get more and more on board with. Like, yeah. The oh, Mandalorian yeah. is a daddy. Yes. Pedro Pascal yes. is... Yes. I love him. And the fact that he's best friends with Oscar Isaac and they're doing that movie together. I'm like, it's just the world together and it's great <laughs> and I love it and let's keep... Yeah. More of this. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Agreed. Oscar Isaac also had a cameo in Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, so. which I was thankfully prepared for. So then when it <laughs> happened, I was like, this... This is great. This yeah, is amazing. Because I, somebody spoiled it on Twitter, I saw. I was like, what the heck? My friend, you know her, Laura Siri Cool, she, I saw her that weekend and she had mentioned like, oh, you need to see Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, Oscar Isaac is in there. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what? There's so many, there's so many cameos I noticed in the credits. Post Malone is the one that's like, I think it's a Banksy. Yeah, that was so <laughs> random. And then he's also on the soundtrack too. Yeah. And it just... I'm on board with it. Sure, I love Post it. Malone. If you want to do more voice acting, do it. Scott, I think it's Banksy. <laughs> so, 2018, we have come to the end of it. Yes. What are some of the highlights of 2018 for you as far as movies, shows, things that you fangirled over? Ooh. Like, what, what, does, what defined your 2018? <laughs> it had to be Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Mm-hmm. I feel like that defined my entire year. So I grew up, my mom would always listen to ABBA music. And Mm -hmm. then we always listened to the Mamma Mia Broadway soundtrack in Mm -hmm. the car. And then that like play came around to Philly, which is like the area where I'm from. So we went and see it. So anyway, I was like a huge Mamma Mia the musical fan. And then the movie Mm -hmm. came out, whatever, a decade goes by. They're making a sequel. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. And I go and see it kind of ironically because I thought the first movie was okay. Yeah, I didn't necessarily love it. And then I saw the sequel and I was like, why is this the most delightful thing that has ever happened to me? It's the most delightful movie of the year. It's just pure happiness. And Lily James is a queen. Lily James is fantastic. I'm so happy that people are done sleeping on her now. I know. I love her. And then so I saw Mamma Mia. I tweeted about it so much Mm -hmm. to the point where I ended up going to Greece to interview the cast and like just was really on my Mamma Mia BS. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned, like, the choreography. Just oh really my lived goodness. my Mamma Mia life. It was a really, like, confusing time for my Twitter account because everyone was just like, wait a minute. I follow you for your, like, Star Wars stuff, and all of a sudden you're tweeting about Mamma Mia for a full year. What's going mm-hmm. on? But I love Mamma Mia. What is your... Because I had some of our coworkers on to talk about Mamma Mia. I think you were, like, away that weekend, but mm-hmm. I did a podcast about like the Mamma Mia cinematic universe and just like everything that we've loved. Oh yeah, the MMCU. Yes, like that is the new cinematic universe that I'm on board for. Where would you like to see if we go return to Mamma Mia for a third movie and continue this cinematic world? Where would you like to see it go? Okay, I've thought about this a lot. Okay. So I'm glad you asked. And I've asked the cast about this when I interviewed them. Mm -hmm. I think the third movie should be Young Cher and Senor Fuegos. Yes. Um, and like the way that they meet and all that stuff. Lady Gaga plays Young Cher. Oh of my course. Gosh. I don't know about Young Andy Garcia, but we clearly have a lot of options. That's perfect casting right there. Yes. Lady Gaga as Young Cher. That would be amazing. 
be perfect, right? It would be so There's so many places we can go. We can mm-hmm. go with all the young guys, get their backstories, mm-hmm. young Cher. I feel like we should stay in the Sheridan family. Yeah. But yeah, that's where I want the third one to be. I like that. But I would just hate for... It, it has to be like some kind of... Lily James has to be in it. Yeah. Would it be her flashing back in the way that Amanda Seyfried was flashing back about Lily James? I, I hope so. Because okay. we need Lily James in it. Mm-hmm. She brought that franchise to life. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite of uh, <clears throat> the three guys? Oh, man. I, it's got to be um, young Piers Brosnan. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's the only one that even looked remotely like his adult counterpart. Mm-hmm. And also, he's clearly the most attractive. What is that, Jeremy Irvine? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, very hot guy. Great singer. And she, he was, like, the one that she was actually in love with. I just yeah. like their story. You think she he is really Sophie's dad? Oh, man. Because that's something I kind of do want answered, if I'm honest. I know. It's supposed to be that thing where it's like, I don't care who it was. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, I really want to know. Because what if it's um, Harry? That would be such a turn if it was Harry. I kind of think, and... It, who I talked with Desiree Murphy, Meredith Kyle, and Elizabeth Stanton about this. We're kind of in the boat, like, we kind of think it's Bill. Yeah. Why do you, why Bill? Like, is there a reason that we think it's him? I don't know. I just think, like, if it's not young Pierce Brosnan, I feel like he came up enough times that, I don't know, maybe it's him. I just... Amanda Seyfried is blonde, so... I'm going Sam, though, because I feel like she only hooked up with Harry and Bill one time. Fair. She probably hooked up with Sam. That's young Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. A bunch of times, because they were in love for, like, a few weeks or whatever. Yeah. So they probably... Hooked up a few times. Yeah. Just thinking about the birds and the bees here. Mm-hmm. Probability is probably higher with, with Sam. Yeah. Did you get emotional over the last scene? Oh, the, uh... Super Trooper? Oh, Super Trooper. I thought you meant the, like, baby christening that Meryl That, too, Street. with Meryl showing up. That one didn't really get me as much as, like, her, uh, Lily James's like, birth scene was, mm-hmm. like, more emotional for me than Got that. Got it. I didn't get emotional in Super Trooper more than I thought it was just, like, the best thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> the movie ends... And I've watched it with a few people who, like, kind of start to get up. And I'm like, oh, no. We're not done The best scene happens now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This movie is starting right now. Yeah, I love that scene. I love everything about it. I remember watching that scene, smiling, like, ear to ear, like, my jaw was hurting. And then I did start, like, tearing up, like, seeing them interact with their younger counterparts. Especially, like, Meryl and Lily. I was like... I didn't know how much I needed this. I also love um, Christine Bransky with young Christine Bransky. Yes! Because that's, like, the most perfect cast. Jessica, Jessica Keenan-Wynn, I think it is. Yes! The most the most ideal casting I've ever seen. It was pretty much her. Spot on. Spot on. I wasn't really on board with young Rosie. I liked mm-hmm. her. The casting was fine. Yeah. Why do they have to give her the exact same haircut yeah. that old Rosie has? Like, they're younger. She's going to have had a haircut her whole life. life. Like, come on. But that's that's definitely, like, the movie that defined my year. I'll say the other ones I like. Um, loved Game Night. Mm-hmm. Game Night is amazing. Uh, a Simple Favor. Have you seen that? I have not seen A Simple Favor. It's, so it's on digital now, so I finally okay. watched it the other day. And, and I was just like, it's so crazy mm-hmm. that when you're done, you're just like, I don't, I don't know what just happened. And then a couple days went by, and I was like, wait. I think I loved that movie so much. Black Klansman was one of my favorite of the year. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't watch a lot of TV, so when I do, it's usually because I love it. The Haunting of Hill House, Haunting yeah. Hill House, Haunting, whatever the, yeah. that show is called. I watched, I like binge that show. I mm-hmm. loved it. I skipped that because it looked positively scary. It's freaky. And, yeah. It's freaky. And they have like a lot of like jump scare moments where mm-hmm. they just randomly like scream in your face and you're just like, oh. Ugh. I'm glad it is good in quality and you've enjoyed it, but I'm going to have to pass on that one. Yeah. There's, like, weird scenes. There's, like, a lot of gratuitous, like, heroin scenes and stuff where you're just like, I don't need to see all of that Mm -hmm. happening. Just needles freak me out. That and 
honestly, I haven't watched Sabrina, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina yet. Oh. And I still want to, but I've definitely heard some, like, mixed things about it. I wait until, yeah, because I usually, for TV shows... Leanne's gonna kill me for saying this, but, mm-hmm. like, I wait for all the reviews to come in because I'm, like, I'm not wasting yeah. 10-plus hours on a television show. Oh, yeah. So I have to know that it's good. I have to know everyone's raving about it, and I need to know why. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I've gotten... I've heard enough good reviews about Sabrina that I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Uh, Netflix makes it easy. Netflix does make it Cause really easy. Because then they easy. just roll into the next episode, and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah, except for now... I'm left on, like, a sour note with Netflix for the end of this year because they killed Daredevil, and that was, that's, like, appointment uh, television for me uh, when that came out. It's opening weekend. I love it, especially this new season, Mm -hmm. so for them to cancel it, I was, like, heartbroken. What is going on over there? I don't know. Like, one, Netflix needs to, like, pump the brakes. They put out so much stuff in a year that I can't keep up with anything anymore. It's almost overwhelming. And, yeah. I mean, it's like that... Have you seen that SNL sketch where they talk about how they literally just ex- greenlight everything? Yes. That's how it feels. So the fact that they're canceling some of their... Would have to be their most watched shows, right? Like, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's like they really want... They really want to only be original, original content instead of, like... What blows my mind, they spent so much money to keep friends on Netflix because people went up in arms about God, it. God, that was the most annoying like news cycle of my life. Yeah. I was, do not care. I, I don't care either. Sorry, I'm just not the biggest Friends fan. It's fine, but like for them, for everyone to go up in arms about Friends was like... If you love Friends that much, you already owned it on DVD, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I get it. Like, if Parks and Rec left Netflix, I'd probably start freaking out as well. Oh, yeah. But. I just, I didn't understand. It was, like, literally, like, headlines everywhere about friends leaving Netflix. And mm-hmm. I was like, is this a news story? Mm-hmm. Confusing. It was, it was like, that and Who Bit Beyonce this year, where I was just like, this oh, yeah. is what we're covering We right should now. do a, a ranking at ET, maybe on ET Live, of, like, the worst news stories <laughs> of, the, <laughs> of year. the year. Which, I know, like, Denny is the biggest, like, Beyonce stand, but that was, like, the dumbest thing. Yeah that we focused on for what a week two weeks yep yep (sighs) yeah yeah daredevil was a hard thing for me which i everyone's like speculating oh it's gonna live on in disney plus we don't know that they're too focused on here's all this new stuff we're doing that i don't think that they're gonna care to bring them over and i also like i i like certain aspects of the Marvel Netflix situation, but I don't think it's all like a winner. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're all winners. And I think, like, my personal opinion is I feel like I don't know if they would bring those over because it's like, are those really strong enough for them to make new episodes? Yeah. Because that- I think even Jessica Jones to me is hit and miss. Yeah. And that's my favorite one. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's up and down for me like that the whole mom storyline was insane to me yeah i did not like that at all i know everyone liked it and was like she was great but i was just like oh god and trish drives me nuts i actually i only watched half of season two if i'm honest uh um, yeah i never finished it but i guess i'll watch it watch that in season three before netflix is like and we're cutting the and cord. we're cutting that too yeah i wonder how long they'll wait a week like, oh, you enjoyed this thing? It's now gone. Congratulations. <laughs> well, Jessica Jones is getting a new season, so that's not going anywhere yeah. yet. Yeah, but Punisher season two is coming out in January, so I feel like it's going to be out for like two weeks, and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm Punisher not coming season back. Three. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's been, that was the weird one, I, or the rough one. I There was a lot of things I enjoyed of 2018. Like, I re, I was surprised at how much I responded to Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, mm-hmm. because I just was not expecting it, and it hit me like a ton I didn't of even expect, yeah, I didn't expect to like it. I was just like, oh, I'll go see this, because I like ABBA a lot. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute, it's really good. And then in that vein, like, it was all within weeks, uh, Crazy Rich Asians came out, and then to all the boys I've loved before, mm-hmm. I was not expecting the rom-com thing to 
be back in the front of me and lo and behold yeah. I get like sucked up into this and I'm like I need all the rom-coms now why aren't we doing this we're in like this amazing rom what was that rom-com renaissance was was set it up this year it was this year it's been the longest it year of my life started it so set it up came out which yeah. I was late to the game on that finally watched it. I'm like oh my gosh I get this then Mamma Mia 2 came out Oh my gosh, this is incredible. A couple weeks later, Crazy Rich Asians came out. Oh my gosh, this is great. I needed this. I, f- I didn't watch Crazy Rich Asians till like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I love... Well, because when, when it comes to rom-coms especially, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, I want to watch this on my couch with like a glass of wine. Like yeah. I don't feel like going to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I know it's like sacrilege and I need to help the box office, but I just, <laughs> that's what I like to do. So I was like waiting for it to come out on rental and it yeah. finally was there a couple weeks ago and I watched it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I actually, I came back from my London vacation and I went to see it again in theaters because I missed hearing like those British accents. So good. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, and Henry Golding is amazing. What he's, a stunt. He's in a simple favor. Yes, I know that. And that's why I'm like, oh yeah, I do need to watch that. Totally different guy in, in that movie. It's weird. He's a really good actor. Not as charming as I imagine in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I would say equally as charming, but just like a totally different guy. Got it. That's interesting. I... We'll hopefully watch that at some point. <laughs> Wait, what else came out this year? Black Panther came out forever ago. I can't believe that was this year. Somebody tweeted, they were like, there was an Olympics this year, and you, all, you guys all forgot about it already. And I was like, oh my, oh my God. God. Yeah. All the cultural moments we miss, or like that we've already forgotten about. Yeah. Black Panther's amazing. Black Panther is amazing. That was definitely, I wasn't expecting like how good it would be. And as far as like, the longevity of it as well. I'm very interested in what's going to happen Oscar nom day. Probably nothing exciting. Ooh. I always root for the, because um, I want to see, I, I mean, we were talking about Spider-Verse. I think it's way more worthy of just being confined to the animated category. Agreed. I think it should be able to be in best picture. It won't be, mm-hmm. but it should be. Because they're going to put, what, all the... I don't know. Just all the same Beatty movies. It'll be interesting to see, like, what... Because so far, like, the noms have been kind of, like, all over the place. Some categories have been, like, all right, those are kind of locks or whatever. Especially with, like, supporting actor category. The favorite's gonna... They're either, like, all in or nothing, you Mm -hmm. know? But it will be interesting with Black Panther if it cuts it because... Let's not forget, they announced this year that they were going to do a popular oh, the movie most, Yeah, and then they nixed that because everyone was so mad about yeah. it. Don't yeah, it'll wait. be interesting if Black Panther either... Everyone will be tweeting about Black Panther on Oscar Nom Day. Either it got nominated and everyone's excited about it, or it didn't get nominated and got snubbed. Yeah. And everyone will be ticked off about it. Mm-hmm. I think it'll get a few... I think it'll get a few that we're like expecting those mm-hmm. not those main categories but like you're like oh it well it got nominated for its score and it's mm-hmm. stunt and all that cinematography um but i don't i don't know if it'll crack any of those main categories mm-hmm. i wanted to but i just don't know yeah a lot unfolded i mean obviously avengers happened yeah the rom-com thing i just was not expecting this yeah. year at all and it's I'm like so my glad. favorite genre you know i spent <laughs> like the last decade re-watching all the same rom-coms over and over and over again because we had nothing new. Yeah. Now finally I can add like all of these things to my mm-hmm. Rolodex of movies. Yeah. Like Crazy Rich Asians I could watch any night. I could just pop that on. I love that. It's just easy watching. This is hilarious and I have to see what it ends. And it's beautiful it's beautiful people in beautiful places. And Ugh. it's definitely been a thing when they year. do the Elvis rendition, not it's not Elvis, but when they do the cover and they can't help falling in love with yeah. you, and the girls walking down the aisle, and then they're crying. Oh my god, this was a romantic moment in history, right? The looks between the two of them, yeah. and just like mouthing "I love you" to each other, and you're like, "Oh, they have Stop. to be together." Stop. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in 2019? Um, so you know what I'm really looking forward to is Shazam. I am too. I love Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. I love him as that character. Shazam's, uh, I'm a little more unfamiliar with Shazam. Mm-hmm. I'm like learning it's basically superhero big. Yeah. But 
Um, and then, you know, I, I got to interview him, like, at New York Comic Con. He's, like, one of the coolest guys in the world. Mm-hmm. He deserves this so much. And that movie just looks really good. It looks really, really good. I love Zachary <coughs> Levi. I've loved him since, like, Chuck and Tangled and got to... I went to Nerd Headquarters a couple of years in a row at Comic Con mm-hmm. and got to... Like, he moderated most of the panels. And he's just, like, the best guy. And I'm want nothing but good things for him. Yeah. So I want this movie to be successful. I don't trust DC, but I want this movie to do well because he's in it and he's just one of the best guys out yeah. there. I mean, the trailer looks amazing, but, you mm-hmm. know, that doesn't mean much. I was about to say, you can cut a trailer out of crap and sell it as gold, and we've seen that time and time again. And unfortunately, from the DC repertoire, they're terrible at that. I feel like I, I like the DC characters more than the Marvel characters. I yeah. know that's crazy. Like, I've o- I always have, and I always want that, but I just feel like with Marvel, there's there's this, like, cohesiveness where you're like, all of these are going to be genuine, like, generally good. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas DC, it's like, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be either, like, a hit or a miss, or it works for you, it doesn't. Like, Wonder Woman really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Aquaman worked for me for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's, like, somewhere I'm just like, well... Yeah, Suicide Squad was the movie that broke me of like, all right, I'm going to wait until after opening weekend to see these movies because I don't want to contribute to your opening box office weekend. I I liked Suicide Squad more than most people, I feel like. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like, I think I just loved Margot Robbie so much. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is a great... She's such a good Harley Quinn. Yeah. So I think I just focused on that. I was also kind of drunk when I saw it, but... Fair enough. So that kind of helped. But also, let's not forget, in 2019, we have a Star Wars celebration coming yes. in April in Chicago. It's five days long, um, which is way too long mm-hmm. for any convention. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely going to die there, but I will be happy to die at it. I was about to say, if you're going to go out one way, why not at Star at Wars least I'll be, Yeah, at least I'll be in my homeland. Mm-hmm. But um, This is actually going to be my first celebration and I'm super excited. Okay, so that's great because I think this is going to be probably the best one because mm-hmm. they did when they did Anaheim in 2015. Yeah, they announced a ton of stuff and it was really like unexpected and exciting. Mm-hmm. And then the hype was so high that in I'm mixing up all my celebrations here. Whatever. When they sent us, when we went to London. Yeah, I think um, it was 2016. Yeah, when we went to London, then our expectations were so high. They're like, they're going to announce all this stuff. It's going to be insane. <laughs> then they didn't really announce much. Mm-hmm. They gave us a trailer, and it was like, whatever. And then it was like, okay. And then, when was the next celebration? Orlando. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It was good. But I just feel like this one, they're going to have. I mean, all the stuff that's coming out. They're going to have The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They're going to have Episode Nine. They're probably going to announce beyond that. Yeah, like... What's happening. Like, what's going on with the Benioff and Weiss stuff. What's yeah. What's going on with the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Like, what What other stuff do they have? And also, Cassie and Andor. Like, yeah, they're probably going to talk about, about that. that. And they just announced that Warwick Davis is back uh, moderating, like, the main stage. Yeah. Which I... I just feel like in previous years, there's been one movie to talk about. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we have one main movie we're going to promote. And then we have, we're going to, like, mention the future. Mm-hmm. This one, I f- this celebration in particular, I feel like they just have so much that they want to unfold mm-hmm. and talk about. And we know nothing about Nine. What do we know about Nine? Literally nothing. Mm-hmm. If they can hold on to that until April, it's going to be insane. Yeah. I'm super excited for Nine. I... I want to see Nine before I see The Mandalorian. I'm in that camp of least. Like, I know the TV stuff is going to be really good and the people behind it, but there's so much mystery to Nine that, like, that's the one I, like, I need to know what's happening in it, and I want to see how they conclude this this new sequel trilogy. Yeah, I want to know what's going to happen. And I think, like, they are holding off stuff until celebration. I've been mentally preparing. Like, I'm not going to see any footage until then, and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I've tried so hard to avoid, because some, some people just, like, randomly tweet, like, set photos into my timeline, and I'm like, get that out of here. Like, yeah. I don't want to see any of that. I only want to see the official stuff. Yeah. And we know nothing. Is there a time jump? What does Ray look like? What does Finn look like? Is Rose okay? Like, what's going on? What do you hope to see in episode nine? 
what do you hope to see and what do you like speculate that like will actually happen I think um I've been so Jermaine said this Jermaine Lucier I keep mentioning him he's my buddy um said this like the day after we saw Last Jedi and I've, I've, I've it's stuck with me ever since that I feel like there's gonna be a solid like time jump mm-hmm. between eight and nine mm-hmm. and I kind of hope there is because otherwise like what's going where, where are they gonna pick up like are yeah. they just gonna pick up right where we left, left off mm-hmm. I kind of want to see like Ray maybe training a new crop of young Jedi younglings whatever um Kylo's like really risen to power at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he's fully evil. He's not going back and like, mm-hmm. come on, we're not getting a re- Kylo redemption at this point. That's not happening. I am so in that though. And for everyone who says that there's going to be a Kylo Ren redemption, I'm like, he's too far gone. He is. He killed his dad in Episode Seven. I knew from that point forward, like yeah. it's gonna be really hard if you really want to redeem him. And he keeps making. He keeps doing the wrong thing when given the choice and so yeah. I think he's solidified like I'm evil I'm staying this way deal with it I think so too and we saw that moment where you know they were like force skyping for the last time and Ray cuts him off and shuts yep. that door like that was it that was it they're not going yeah. back she doesn't feel the good in him anymore she was done yeah she saw his true colors <laughs> in that throne room and she knows where that path will lead and she's she's done with it yeah so I want to see him like completely evil I want to know whatever the heck happened to the Knights of Ren. Oh, yeah. Who even are they? Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe we'll get them again. I hope they're, like, his personal army, you know? Like, the Praetorian Guard was for Snoke. Like, that's who does his, like, business. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So I kind of just want to see them all, like, developed a little bit. Because they all all went through, like, all of these lessons in 8. Where, like, Rey was learning about the Force. Mm -hmm. Poe was learning to not be like a total hothead insubordinate yeah. and actually he learned to be a leader listen to a women yeah. yeah and then Finn kind of the same deal and Kylo was like I don't know if I'm good or bad so I just kind of want to see them all just be like okay this is like we have evolved we've grown mm-hmm. up we've matured and see what happens when those stakes are in place mm-hmm. I like that I hope you know, one thing I really hope to see in episode nine is honestly, we get some kind of like mini adventure or it's like the opening like sequence is Poe, Ray, and Finn. Maybe Rose is there too, like on an adventure together. <coughs> because those were the three that we are introduced to. They were our new like golden trio uh, of the sequel trilogy. And I love all of them. I want to see them all together working. Right. Because, like, I know Ray is going to split off and do something else. Like, she has to. That's kind of, like, the path that she is on. Like, Poe's doing stuff with the Resistance or Rebellion or whatever they're called now. I think it would be really cool and really meaningful to see the three of them together because we just haven't had that yeah. in this trilogy. And I feel like that's kind of missing. I agree. Because the original trilogy, like, that was what it was all about. It was mm-hmm. Han, Luke, and Leia. This one, it's like... Poe and uh, Ray didn't even meet until like, and you don't even realize they didn't meet until the very end of the movie. And he's like, "I'm, <laughs> I'm Ray." She's like, "I'm Ray." And he's like, "I know." He's like, "I know." Oh yeah, I'm actually. Which, are you a shipper of them? I am. I I hardcore ship Damaray, and I've been shipping them since the Force Awakens before they even shared screen time together. So, so you ship them too? I do. Like I didn't until that moment mm-hmm. where I'm like, whoa, they have mad chemistry. And obviously, like, we've seen it off set. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that they, like, aren't doing any mind seats, but yeah. I just meant, like, they literally have, like, great friendship chemistry where you're mm-hmm. just like, oh my god, like, you guys need to be in a relationship on as characters. Because yes. Like, since they like saying that duet. Yeah, that's, friends, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm referring to. Oh, uh, that was, what, what simpler times? Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Controversial song. Controversial song. <laughs> but the two of them singing, I'm like, that's not controversial. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like that. Because the the uh, Rose and Finn romance doesn't totally, it just doesn't gel with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt like it came out of nowhere when she kissed him. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. It's like, I thought he was into Ray. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Full disclosure, when I did see that scene in the theater, I definitely was like, yes! But then when I revisited that scene later, like the second or third time I watched it, I'm like, oh, that really wasn't as earned as I 
as it should have been, I guess, between the two of them. And I love Kelly Marie Tran as Rose. I just think, like, that kiss probably should have been saved till nine. Like, they definitely were, like, getting to know each other better and whatnot. But I still kind of ship them, but I'm not... I'm not going to be devastated if they're not together in nine, Right. Well, I, like, I almost kind of got the vibe, too, that Rose was, like... I mean, she pretty much, like, almost got killed. Yeah. And I feel like she was, like, delirious and was just like, oh, see what you love, kiss. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it... I'm kind of interested to see if that actually meant... Anything. Anything to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love Rose mm-hmm. and Kelly. I got into an argument with this guy the other day uh, at the Infinity War screening because he's just, like, railing about eight. And, and I told him that I hope that episode nine... What didn't work for you in eight is redeemed and ends the way that you are hope it ends in a more satisfying way for you than eight did, or that eight gets put into context for you in light of nine. And he was really like taken aback by that, but I'm serious. Like I really have enjoyed the sequel trilogy and I hope nine ties it up and ends it in a way that like it serves the story that was told over the cross of these three movies. And yeah, I just want the satisfying ending. I don't need it to be shot for shot Return of the Jedi ending, you know, mm-hmm. with like a song and dance at the end of it. But I'm just interested how they're going to tie it all up. I know. If it does get tied up. I know. That's a crazy thing because it's like, I don't know. They, they've really like been like, oh, this is the end of it. But this is the end of this this trilogy or whatever. But we don't really know what's going to happen beyond that. They could announce anything. They really could, and they definitely are, uh, come April 2019, which is just right around the corner. Like, (laughs) April's going to be insane, because there's Star Wars Celebration, Mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame, Shazam, and Game of Thrones final season. Yeah. It's all happening in April. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm ready for it. I want all of it, but it's just going to be so much happening at once. Yeah, that's going to be exhausting. I'm already tired. (laughs) Just thinking about it. Well, we're about wrapped for time. Uh, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, you can always find me at Ash Crossan on Twitter. That's where I post most of my stuff. And if you're like really digging around, etonline.com. You also have a new series on etonline.com. Yes, it's called Are We Okay With This? And we talk about random pop culture things like Gritty. That's mm-hmm. not, we haven't actually done that one, but we would just be like, hey, Gritty's a new thing. Are we okay with this? And then we just dissect it. That sounds fantastic. You have a couple episodes out, right? Yeah, we have one. Um, we have one about Aquaman. We have one about Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. and then we have one coming out uh, tomorrow, which I guess will already be out by the time you listen to this. Which is uh, Love Actually. <laughs> Do we like that movie, or is it bad? I don't like it, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, because I like it overall. Like at least most of the storylines. Some of them are like. I probably should have watched that with my parents, but, you know. Oh, my God. I talk about this in the episode. Okay. I can't awesome. wait for you to watch it. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Uh, well, you can find me at Meredith Loftus. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day, a fantastic Christmas, and a happy new year. I will see you, or you'll hear from me in 2019. Take care, guys.